What is happening to supermarket prices? Do own label brands taste good? What's the best supermarket? What's the worst? How do I spend less on my weekly shop? Are there ways I can shop smarter? Should I just be growing my own veg? How do I even grow veg? <sighs> Wine to pair with spag ball? When life gives you questions, get answers at which.co.uk. Hello and welcome to the Witch Shorts podcast. I'm Rob Lilly. Now we're approaching our one year anniversary of the podcast. So that means that there's a whole host of episodes for you to go back and listen to. Just scroll down this feed to find episodes covering everything from travel to tech to money. There's even a touch of gardening advice too along the way. Now this week we are This week though, we're asking how you manage your medication. Asking whether your prescription is doing everything you hope and whether it's time to review your current treatment plan. It's a fascinating lesson, and to read us this article, originally written by Ian Aikman, I'll hand you over to Angus Farker. If you're listening to this and you're over the age of 65, you probably took a pill this morning. If you're over 75, you may have taken several. With more than 1 billion prescription drugs dispensed each year, popping a daily pill, or more, is part of many Britons' routine. But that doesn't mean we're getting it right. The Department for Health and Social Care, DHSC, which oversees the NHS, estimates that at least 10% of prescriptions, 100 million items, aren't needed. Overprescribing happens for a number of reasons. You may have been taking something to treat an ailment that's already passed, but were never told to stop. Perhaps one doctor didn't know what another had prescribed you, or it could be that simple lifestyle changes might have had a similar effect. Overprescribing has consequences for patients as individuals and for the NHS as a whole. According to a DHSC National Overprescribing Review report in 2021, Adverse reactions to drugs cause around 6.5% of hospital admissions. Two-thirds of these were preventable, and prescribing medications on a large scale eats into the health service's squeezed budget. Medication is vital for the health of a huge number of patients, so don't throw yours away after reading this. However, the health experts we spoke to overwhelmingly recommended paying close attention to what you're prescribed, why you're taking it, and how it could interact with other medications and your day-to-day life. You're listening to this, a podcast from which, so we know it's likely reviews are important to you. But when was the last time you reviewed your medication? Pharmacist Michael Lyne says that it's important for patients to do this. There's a blind assumption that doctors get everything right, he said, but things get missed due to squeezed NHS resources. Pharmacies make errors too. Some 43,452 prescription errors were recorded by NHS England in 2021. So, check you get the drugs you're expecting when you collect them. The first step to managing your medication is knowing what you're taking. Line says... It's frightening that some people don't know the names of their medications or why they're taking them. A lot comes down to asking the right questions when you're first prescribed a new medicine. Rachel Power, Chief Executive at the Patients Association, emphasises the importance of the partnership between the patient and prescriber. She says, You should ask four questions. 
What are the benefits? What are the risks? What are the alternatives? What if I do nothing? Doctors will typically monitor patients on potentially risky medications more closely, and some practices will take a proactive approach to contacting patients about their medication if they haven't checked in for a while. But Peter Christian, Haringey Interim Clinical Lead and former GP, says that current pressures on general practice might make it harder for the workforce to find time for this. If you have any concerns about your current medication course, are struggling with a new medication, or you're simply wondering how your suite of medications might interact with each other, you can take a more active role and book an appointment with your local GP practice yourself. Ask for a medication review and you might be assigned an appointment with a GP or in-house pharmacist if there is one. One member told us she was taking drugs prescribed by three different consultants and her GP. None of them had a holistic view. So she asked her GP to review her medication to make sure they were safe to take at the same time and right for her needs. Part of your due diligence when you start taking a new medication is reading the information leaflet that comes with it. But if you've never taken yours out of the box, you're not alone. The World Health Organization estimates that less than 30% of patients worldwide read these leaflets and those who do often find the list of potential side effects off-putting. According to one study in Germany, some people actually stop taking their medication altogether due to fear of these side effects. But the scariest potential effects are comparatively rare, and medical trials will have been carried out before a drug becomes available. Your prescriber will have also weighed up the risks and benefits of any prescription you're given. If you have any concerns after reading the leaflet, talk to your local pharmacist or go back to the prescriber for reassurance. If you've got multiple tablets to take every day, especially ones that need to be taken at specific times or with food, then establishing a routine is helpful. Christopher Small says that for him and his wife, Marilyn, this is key. Our routine for all our married life is tea and biscuit in bed each morning, he told us. We take our medication then. Hundreds of other members shared their tips for remembering when to take their meds. One used mnemonics to remember which to take when. Others used a spreadsheet, either printed off to tick off with a pen or filled out digitally each day. Daily pillboxes are an option, although Thorin Govind, chair of the Royal Pharmaceutical Association Society in England, isn't a fan. With pillboxes, you have to separate the tablets from their information leaflets and protective packaging, so she recommends other methods. One member found a way around this, cut up sheets of pills and put them in the box unpopped. These days, many medical information leaflets will include a potentially surprising instruction. Avoid grapefruit juice. The bitter citrus breakfast drink is known to interact with a number of common medications. It blocks the enzymes that break down some medicines, which means you can get a much higher dose than expected. It can also cause too little of some drugs to enter your system. Common medications that interact with grapefruit include statins, calcium channel blockers, antidepressants, immunosuppressants, anticoagulants and or cytotoxic medicines. Other food and drink may be on the avoid list, depending on what you're taking. Licorice is another one to watch out for. It can impact blood pressure medicine, diuretics, hormone therapy drugs and blood thinners such as warfarin. You may not be too fond of licorice, but be aware that it crops up in many herbal tea blends. Dietary supplements, even if they're based on natural plant extracts or foods, can still interact negatively with your medication. Examples include St John's wort and ginkgo biloba, where higher doses of a range of common supplements have the potential to cause problems. The advice is always to check with your GP or pharmacist first. 
Perhaps less surprising is the medications that interact with alcohol, including antidepressants, certain sedatives and some antihistamines. If you're taking statins, you should drink less than 14 units of alcohol a week. Check with your prescriber or a pharmacist if you're unsure what you should or shouldn't be eating or drinking with your medication. One witch member has a neurological condition so rare that she wrote the Wikipedia page on it herself. She had trouble getting the right treatment from GPs who aren't always familiar with it. Recently, she signed up to a private trial of medical cannabis, which she felt might be better to treat her condition with fewer side effects. Taking part in a medical trial won't be for everyone, but if you're looking for alternatives to your current treatment, it's worth discussing with your doctor. You can ask about anything, from the type of drug you're taking to the way you're taking it. For example, if you struggle to swallow pills, ask about a soluble version. For whatever reason, you might decide that you want to stop taking a drug that you've been prescribed. It's crucial you talk to your GP or consultant about the safest way to do so. Going cold turkey on prescription medications could lead to unpleasant or dangerous side effects as some need to be stopped in a gradual, tapered way or under the supervision of your GP. Once you've stopped taking the medication, don't just throw any leftover pills away. You'll need to take them to your local pharmacy which will be able to dispose of them safely. This reduces the risk of harm to others as well as to the environment. Thank you so much to Angus for taking us through that piece and to Ian Aikman too, the author of this article which was originally written for the May issue of Witch magazine. Remember you can find more articles that you'll find useful every day on everything from money and technology to home and garden advice by signing up to one of our many free email newsletters. And you can do that at witch.co.uk forward slash newsletters. We'll be back next week for another episode of Witch Shorts. Thanks for listening. Witch Shorts was produced by me, Rob Lilly, while the exec producer was Angus Farker. Thank you.